Hello and welcome to the Penalty Box. It's just Sam Mitchell here today. I'm recording this right after um, watching a disappointing loss by Penn to Kansas. Um, you know, they, the team played really well and, and uh, there's a lot of great content to read uh, on our site about that. Um, but I have something kind of interesting to share today, which is um, an interview that I did earlier this week as part of a story which is also up on the website about the history of Penn men's basketball. Um, I interviewed Tony Price, who was the leading scorer on uh, the 1979 uh, Final Four team from Penn. He's a really awesome guy. He's had a really interesting life and career after Penn, but we mostly just talked about um, you know, the Quakers and, and his time here, which is something that he's really passionate about. Um, and he had a lot of interesting stories to tell. I really... Um, it was, it was kind of not at all what I expected, so you'll have to excuse. I, I didn't really have any, any good responses. I was just sort of in awe of him and uh, uh, just all the, the interesting stuff that he had to say. So um, try and just ignore what I had to say and, and just, just listen to him. But I um, hope you guys enjoy that. And, uh, and I, I guess I'll include a little bit about the theme song that plays before the podcast. You know, it's um, a recording that I found uh, from a game that Penn played against LaSalle in 1970. And if you read the article that I have up, uh, which you don't have to, um, you would know that the 1970-1971 team was really incredibly talented. Uh, their star player ended up being drafted fourth overall into the NBA. And, uh, and so Tony and I talked about that a little bit too. That's in the article. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of amazing stuff that's happened with the basketball program at the school. And it's been really fun to watch a small piece of that uh, when the boys played Kansas today. So uh, enjoy my conversation with Tony Price, and here is Penn Basketball. Shot is no good. The rebound tapped back outside. The cannon drives the lane, blocked by Wolf. Rebound Pennsylvania. Dave Wall, the Bilski three on two to Wall in the middle, up and good. Three on two fast, Greg executed to perfection. Here comes Fields the other way to the foul. Gets to the foul line, blocked from behind by Wall. Wall with the rebound, no good. Rebound, Bob Morse comes away with it. Hot left pass to Gilsey. Gilsey's going to run again. Gilsey has Calhoun and Wolf all the way underneath. Did he go through? You know, uh, as I said in the email, I'm writing a story, um, you know, given the team's recent success about um, past championship teams. Um, from Penn, and uh, obviously you were a part of um, probably the greatest team uh, in Penn's history, so I was just hoping to ask you a little bit about your experience um, with the team back in 79. Okay, then. Some people, we might have been the, the greatest team, but we were the most successful one, I think, but there might have been some better, some better teams than us, but we had the most success, I'll say that. And also, you're recording this, right? Yeah, I am. Is that okay? You want to send me a copy of this article, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, good. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so just, uh, I'm, I'm curious what your uh, process for, for choosing where to play basketball in college was. You know, how, how did you end up at Penn? Well, for one, I had a great high school coach that um, talked to me at a young age and had got me thinking about going to college and competing. And also the other side of after basketball at a young age, he 
inspired me and got me thinking at that in the tenth grade. And by the time I was a senior, I was thinking both athletics and academic. And I wanted a university that provides both of them for me. And the University of Pennsylvania at that time was one of the top teams in the country and they had a great program. And I wanted to go somewhere where I could develop both as a student and an athlete. Absolutely. And so, um, so you, you know, you, you, you met. Donald Adams. And, and and you played at Taft in high school, right? Taft High School with the Blue Devils. <laughs> nice. Um, and so your sense of the reputation of Penn, uh, that they were a, a, a premier basketball program, right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, and, and the coach um, at the time, Bob Weinhauer? He was, it was Chuck Daly, was the head coach. Okay. And Coach Weinhauer was the Um, and so I, I think, uh, Penn won the Ivy League the year before you came, right? Yes. Um, that was Ronnie Hager with, um, the star player on the team at that time and John Ingles and, um, and they did win. And I was, came down to see them play in the tournament and they played Kansas State. And uh, and and so were were expectations high for you, you know, coming to Penn that that you would also be able to get to a tournament at some point and um, you know ha- have your shot to to play in in those big games. Well, that was one of the reasons why I, I, I wanted to play in the Ivy League because at the time we didn't have the tournament that we have now. That it was very exciting. I was in Philadelphia on Saturday for the um, Yale game, and I had business obligations on Sunday, so I couldn't be there. And I'm sorry I missed that, but uh, I was just very happy to be here on Saturday to see that tournament. But they had no tournament, and I just had to win the league to get into the tournament automatically. And we used to be the first team to qualify most of the time right. for the day tournament because of, uh, we didn't have a playoff at the end of the year. Right. Um, and... So uh, you know you're a you're a, a a very talented basketball player on a top program. What kind of media attention was paid to the team um, back then? You know, was was there any sort of scrutiny or anything like that um, throughout the season? In, in, at the university, or you talking about in New York here at Taft High School? At 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 the university. Oh yeah, they were they were ranked and they were and then the coach had told me to. to he told me I should be start thinking about Ivy Ivy School in my senior year, and I didn't really know much about Ivy schools. I was I went to high school in the South Bronx, and um, you know, not many people from public schools in the South Bronx were going athletes were going to Ivy schools. So he told me to get this Street Smith Magazine and Princeton and Penn were the two top teams mm-hmm. in Ivy League, and um. 
Awesome. Uh, and so th- then, you know, kind of jumping ahead to your, your senior year at Penn, um, when you're named uh, Ivy League Player of the Year, um, you know, you're the top scorer on the team. Um, wh- wh- what kind of, you, you know, what, what, just what was that experience like, you know, with, with all, all that um, that goes along with kind of being the face of, of a top program like that? And uh, well, that, that that's fantastic, you know. And and uh, so so when you and your team uh, are w- winning all those games your senior year, and uh, and and you finally clinch the Ivy League, what's the atmosphere at the Palestra like? Um, when when you know you're you're winning those big games. How do you think that compares to, um, you know, you, you mentioned you were, you were at the Yale game. Well, how, how does that compare to the way that you see um, the, the team playing now and you see the atmosphere around them now? And, um, you know, in, in, in what ways is it kind of similar and different from back then? That's awesome. Um, and, you know, so uh, once your team finally gets the, to the NCAA tournament, um, you're a nine seed. Uh, did, did you feel at the time that, that this was a, a fair placement or um, what, what, what was your sort of expectation um, going into the tournament? Well, the one thing about us was 
we had a lot of confidence. We um, we had beaten two ACC teams during the season. We beat um, Virginia in our opener, and we beat Wake Forest that year. So we were looking forward to the opportunity to compete. Um, having to play in North Carolina, you know, I guess you could say a little similar to Penn this year, having to go play Kansas in the state of Kansas. But you got to do what you got to do. And I never went into a contest um, worried about the other team. I was just, we just concentrated on what we could do and try to do what we do well and compete. Right. And so I'm glad you mentioned uh, that matchup with Carolina, you know, it, that incredible, I think it was was a one point victory, right? Um, yes, 71 And what, what was, just, just just tell me a little bit about what that experience was like. I mean, that, that must have been incredible. Uh, it was very exciting. You know, uh, the main thing, uh, a lot of people thought we should even show up going to North, play North Carolina. Eventually, if we got past Iona, we'd have to play North Carolina, the state of North Carolina. And to this day, I don't think they've lost, North University of North Carolina has lost an NCAA game in the state other than one. And the University of Pennsylvania is the one that beat them. And so, um, well, it was, you know, as the so-called experts that think we had a chance to to beat or, you know, weren't going to be successful. They thought we'd go down here and be right home soon. But um, as a team, like I said, we had a lot of confidence. We were very comfortable with each other, and we look forward to the opportunity to compete. That's awesome. And so then, you know, after that historic victory, of course, make it to the Final Four um, and then lose to Michigan State uh, and Magic Johnson, who, you know, of course, was Magic Johnson. Um, and what, I mean, that, that must have been a huge disappointment. What what was the, you know, collective feeling like on the team after that? And um, just, 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 just as a group. And so you mentioned that you were a very tight knit group, you know that that team, and um, you know did did, did that kind of help with with the disappointment that you were able to support each other um, through it.
And so, you know, has that 79 team uh, stayed in touch since, since you know, graduating from college and I'm sure going off into, um, you know, all, all of your lives? incredible um and so you know i i i know uh, we've talked about this a little bit but so, so you've, you've watched Penn basketball this whole season I, I think you have a pretty good sense of them uh what, what do you think about the matchup with ku you know what um do you think we have a shot Absolutely. I, I totally agree. Um, well, uh, that's all the questions I have for you. I don't know if you have anything else um, you'd like to add, but uh, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me.
go out there and just do the best they can, do what they've been doing all year, play together, stay together, and I think they'll they'll be fine. And for the people that don't think they have a shot, that's their problem. And if we go out there and mess with somebody's bracket, tell them we're sorry, but that's what we do. <laughs> awesome. Thank you very much. This was okay, in, this was incredible. Thank you. Okay, just make sure I get a copy of it. I look forward to it. Let's go, Quakers. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yep. Have a good one. Well, um, hope you enjoyed that. Thanks for listening. Uh, and, you know, as always, thank you to Daily Pennsylvania. Thank you to uh, my producers, uh, Lauren Sorrentino, Yossi Weitzman, and to my co-hosts who aren't here right now, but we'll be back next week. Um, Carter Thompson, Mark Margolis, and, you know, I'm just excited for next season. So let's go Quakers.